0: Hello, welcome to Recapping with Fedora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcasts.
1: Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things.
0: We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review.
1: Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or... DM us on
0: Instagram, and we will post
1: the on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. So, Delora, to say that these last few days have been interesting is an understatement. How are you doing, sis?
0: Girl, recovering. How about you?
1: (laughs) I'm really just trying to keep up. It seems like every five minutes there's an update on, you know, Slapgate for anybody who has not somehow been paying attention to the news since Sunday, but I don't want to get ahead of things. Um, we have plenty to talk about because today is our headlines and hot topics episode, Here but, um, you know, what you think ultimately of our recap of the Adam project, you get any feedback from anybody?
0: my mom and my sister saying that they loved it but they also enjoyed the movie how about you
1: i haven't gotten any feedback but i could tell y'all it's the gift that keeps on giving i love (laughs) for some reason this project so much i keep seeing so much on like social media that i'm like oh it just makes me love this film even more x y and z so if you guys again have not checked out the adam project on netflix watch it And then listen to our recap of it, because I do think I like it more and more (laughs) as I see more things posted on social media about it. So Mm -hmm. let's get into our quick headlines and hot topics. And we even have a micro dose today of Atlanta. So if you guys have not watched the first two episodes of Atlanta, please check it out. First up, Kim K Apology. So I I got the apology I requested, kind of. In a sit-down interview with GMA anchor Robin Roberts on Monday, Kim Kardashian addressed the remarks she made to Variety in a March 9th cover story about her family's upcoming Hulu reality television series, The Kardashians. The statement drew immediate backlash on social media. Roberts pointed out that many called out Kardashian's privilege and how it may have helped the Skims founder's success. But Kardashian said her comment was taken out of context and that she's really sorry if it was interpreted as dismissing the hard work of business women. She said it wasn't a blanket statement towards women or to feel like I don't respect the work or think that they don't work hard. I know that they do. It was taken out of context, but I'm really sorry if it was received that way. Kardashian explained to Roberts that she had previously been asked in a variety interview about being famous for being famous, which prompted her more forceful Answer. Dolora, what are your thoughts on this kind of apology?
0: Kim, sit down. This isn't about you. You've had several weeks as the headliner with Kanye's behavior, with you introducing Pete, which everybody knew was a strategic move to get off this ill stated statement from, as you mentioned, Variety. Sit down, please. Be humble. <laughs>
1: Well, oh, I remember when I sent this to you, I think you said it best when you said nobody's checking for this right now. It was Monday. We're coming off of Slackgate. I'm not really looking for an apology at this point because I've moved so far beyond <laughs> that comment now exactly. after everything that went down at the Oscars. So I just think too little, too late. And to me, it wasn't really hard. Like, it didn't feel like an apology. I just want those people who, you know, you say that they did something to you and they're like well I apologize if you felt like that hurt you or you you know what I mean it's like almost that caveat people put in when it's like sorry but not really mm-hmm. sorry
0: she's just trying to control the narrative because it it went off like wildfire as it should because it's like really <laughs> really
1: really yeah, I mean, again, I figured at some point she was going to address it, but I thought it was going to be more of like a brush off comment on the Hulu series or something like that. So it's interesting that she had more of a formal conversation. But again, I didn't I didn't take it as a really heartfelt apology personally. So. Again,
0: too preoccupied on other <laughs> <pressing> <laughs> on matters other pop culture topics A Kardashian.
1: All right, let's move on to our next quick headline. This one, it broke. Today, as we are recording, which is Wednesday, Bruce Willis's family has announced that the actor is unfortunately retiring from the profession after being diagnosed with aphasia, a language disorder caused by brain damage that affect, affects a person's ability to communicate. Willis' family members posted a joint statement to social media announcing the actor's retirement. To Bruce's amazing supporters, as a family, we want to share that our beloved Bruce has been experiencing some health issues and has recently been diagnosed with aphasia, which is impacting his cognitive abilities. As a result of this, and with much consideration, Bruce is stepping away from the career that has meant so much to him. This is a really challenging time for our family and we're so appreciative of your continued love, compassion, and support. We are moving through this as a strong family unit and wanted to bring his fans in because we know how much he means to you as you do to him. As Bruce always says, live it up. And together we plan to do just that. Delora, what were your thoughts when this news came in?
0: I was sad Bruce Willis is the action star of my growing up, mm-hmm. seeing all the Die Hard movies and just really enjoying his movie career. He's a superstar. You know, and
1: heavily debated whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I mean, it's Bruce Willis. You know what I'm just
0: saying? Yippee IA, mother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, completely invested him into me, rumor. Tula, like all their kids. Like, I just, it just saddens me. And it made me think of Ilee, like the cost of your career affecting the quality of your life. He's what, 67 years old. I'm just, just so sad. And I think about his his co-star in several films, Samuel L. Jackson. He's 72, still kicking, still doing action and, you know, making box office money. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really sad. How about you?
1: You mentioned that you thought of Ali and the cost of your career. Did they mention somewhere that the brain damage was as a result of something that happened during
0: Well, I just career? looked up what uh, the condition that he has and it's usually associated with like a stroke or if you hit your head, some something along those lines. And I am making the assumption being an action star all these years, he probably got banged up a little bit along the way. I'm imagining. Because
1: mm, I was so. wondering about the whole brain damage side of it. Because I think I text you, like, I had never heard of aphasia before today. So I was curious about it as well. So when I heard brain damage, I'm like, but what was the result? And I don't think, obviously, they're probably going to disclose necessarily too much about it because it's a health condition but I mean it could be that I mean if that's the case Tom Cruise be very careful like you know wrestlers all sorts of people who you know football players I mean obviously football players already have to worry about CTE and stuff like that as well so you know just anybody who then is in a more physical line of work you know have to be careful but definitely sad I definitely always hate to see people who are so seemingly like full of life like he's always seemed yeah. like someone who was so like vibrant yes. to be kind of taken down by these types of diseases because this is essentially going to rob him of his ability to speak and really understand and grasp it you know language and that's yes. devastating you know
0: absolutely
1: just on a human level beyond talents and acting and all that on a human level um it's 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 upsetting so wishing You know, him and his family, all the best for sure um, as they navigate this. Moving on to our next quick headline, Doja Cat says she's quitting music, Delora. And it looks like she's dead ass about it because she's doubled down. She made headlines in recent days by insisting on social media that she was ready to leave her rising career behind and then took back to Twitter making the same claims. The controversy began last week. When she sent a storm of angry tweets after her headlining set at Paraguay's Asuncionico Festival was canceled due to flooding, she said, It's gone, and I don't give a F anymore. I F and quit. I can't wait to F and disappear. And I don't need you to believe me anymore. Followed by, Everything is dead to me. Music is dead. And I'm an effing fool forever thinking I was made for this. This is an effing and nightmare. Unfollow me. Since then, she's also vowed to stop taking photos with fans, expressed disappointment in the performance she put on during the first weekend of La La Palooza Brazil, and exchanged terse words with the production assistant with NBC Sports. You're kind of a Doja Cat fan, from what I can recall. How did you feel about this announcement potentially?
0: Yeah, she's a controversial figure, but I was one of those people. That was asking, is Doja Cat out of timeout out? Now? Like <laughs> I, I love her her latest album, Planet Her. Honestly, it's giving Dave Chappelle, it's giving Martin <laughs> Lawrence, it's giving Hollywood, the entertainment industry. It's a rough road, you know? And these people are still human, no matter how strong or how mentally sound we assume they all are. I'm really impressed with the people who've done it so, for so long. You know what I mean? Like, what, what's your magic sauce? Seriously. Stability.
1: Stability. I think that's always been what I, from even child actors, all of that, it seems like the people who make it have stability in their personal lives, have like a strong family structure, have something, because even Adele, when she talked about the fact that her husband gave her such stability and a structure at a time where she feels like she could have gone off the rails. I think sometimes that is lacking for some people. I'm not saying that's the case in Doja's case, because mm-hmm. to your point, to me, it does sound like burnout. The music industry seems like it's a toxic place for women.
0: And she worked her ass off last year. I remember she had some social media posts and she it was like in October. And she was like, I got 20 shows until December and then I'm taking a nap or something like that. She she seems like a hard worker also she's burnt out that that's my assumption i hope that she's not quitting but you know maybe she's doing this for her health at the end of the day and was like this is it again i now understand why britney shaved her head i get the umbrella like you go through this life (laughs) and there are moments That makes you just want to throw your hands up in the air and say, I quit.
1: And I I think uh, even, you know, the extent that Brittany went through, I don't think most artists will ever be able to understand the pure circus that Brittany has surrounding her. But to your point, yeah, I'm sure it is burnout. It's unfortunate because Doja has been so hot. Like I've enjoyed a lot of her performances. Um, She's been Mm -hmm. really in demand and even just like, As a person, she's like entertaining as hell, like on social media. She's hilarious.
0: She's insane. Like, (laughs)
1: yeah, she's very unique. She's a very unique personality. Very quirky. There we go. Yeah. So I I hope she doesn't retire either, or if if she does retire from music, at least just continue to give us some gems on these internets. Because I mean, I got through this
0: too. You remember that? I was going to say,
1: Tiana Taylor has also said that she's retiring from music. She doesn't feel appreciated. You know, with everything she does, she didn't feel appreciated. So, You know, there's plenty of really talented people who kind of go through this process. And, you know, well, I guess we'll see where the ships fall.
0: And with Gaga, she pivoted. She started singing the, what do they call it? The American Songbook with Tony Bennett. Like, you know. She said, let me go to the
1: legends to restore my faith in the artistry. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to what everyone is waiting for, including us. Hot topic, the only hot topic, Oscars recap. We're talking fashion. We're talking winners. We're talking the slap. And we're talking the aftermath and reactions. Delora, you're taking a deep breath over there. (laughs) The event that has dominated headlines since Sunday. We have to talk about it. So let's start with fashion. Give me your top three best dressed, from Oscars night, and there were so many beautiful looks. It was hard for me to kind of narrow down to three. But what are your top three?
0: Okay, so Jessica Chastain and Gucci. Mm. I love the color and the flow of this gown, and she knew she was a winner, baby. You know,
1: <laughs> Jessica Chastain is gorgeous to me.
0: Absolutely, Lupita Nyong'o in Prada. This came. She said, "I am the award, okay?" <laughs> She's like, "I know y'all haven't seen me, but let me remind you.
1: <laughs> I am an Academy Award winner, baby."
0: Exactly. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw a man in there.
1: Yes, give me a man.
0: Soon Lee in Versace. Bisachi, bisachi,
1: bisachi. Mm-hmm. Him in that red,
0: he looks yes. so good.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I'm still low key hoping that there's something cooking in the kitchen between him and Kreshel, but <laughs> I'm letting just go.
0: Friends,
1: whatever, girl, whatever. You're so funny. <laughs> All right, my top three. Like I said, it was really hard to narrow down because I found so many looks to be gag worthy this season. So my first up. My girl Z, Zendaya and Valentino, flawless, effortless, gorgeous. It was the simplicity that stunned me.
0: It was light work for sure, but it was a Vanity Fair look for me. That Vanity Fair party.
1: That suit. And then she did her own makeup. I said, girl, stop
0: it. Yes.
1: Stop it. Stop it. I love this because, like I said, it was so it, it felt so effortless. Like it didn't feel like, oh, we had to spend a lot of time thinking about this. Look, we know your body. We know what's going to look good on you. We've had this conversation with Timothy Chalamet, no shirts today. So we're going to do a half shirt and we're going to do this amazing skirt. Like it was beautiful. It was it was beautiful to me. It was it was a knocked it out of the ballpark. Elegant, elegante. OK, number two. The woman who won her first academy award at the top of the show Ariana DeVos, and that red mm. Valentino pantsuit and cape stunning loved the hair gave me 90s vibes loved everything about it it was beautiful okay and then number three for me the woman who did not think she was going to get the invite to the oscars rachel Ziegler in <laughs> that black floor dress come yes through. yeah
0: she was so cute
1: beautiful loved the bob loved mm-hmm. the look gorgeous honorable mention for me is my girl her love that color that pop
0: of yeah. color i'm
1: not sure it looked like a like a greenish but it could have been more yellow
0: it was giving me green for, I could, for you me, know, sometimes yeah. you can't
1: tell when you see it on TV versus mm-hmm. what the color is in person, but it was beautiful. I, I really enjoyed her. I loved even when she came out to present, she was like, I had to let the people see
0: the outfit Mm. real quick
1: (laughs) and then also i am going to mention timothy chalamet because who shows up to the oscars without a shirt on except for timothy chalamet okay
0: it was trying just a little bit for me i'm like okay i don't mind
1: mind you trying i don't mind you trying it's the oscars you try at the oscars and your try was to to do your thing i like his better than kristen in those shorts everybody loved the shorts i i was not a
0: fan i I didn't mind the shorts Mm because she had the legs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I like to give my honorable mentions. The Williams sisters, they looked so good. Has Venus Serena, not
1: been killing? Like, I love yes, Serena. Yes, who's been dressing has been
0: her? Killing it. La Roach has mm. been dressing her this award season, and she never sense. looked better. That makes sense. Serena in this Gucci, this pink, and that body, yaddy, yaddy.
1: I loved her hair too. It was so feminine. I
0: love the blunt and then yeah. the gloves, the lace yeah. gloves. Yes, yeah. with that giant ring on the mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Venus was in Ali Sab giving us all the boobage. It was definitely, <laughs> like Joyce said, she was like, it was a lot of cleavage during this Oscar. Because I love Tracy, but Tracy, it, it just didn't do it for me. It I know.
1: Tracy would have been probably in at least my top five. But mm-hmm. the top was kind of ill-fitting to me yes. for the I amount of
0: cleavage. I was going to say, it. I know she could tailor it to perfection, but it came off as her boobs being a little bit heavy for the dress.
1: And I say that as a member of the Itty Bitty Titty Committee, so I don't be having these problems, baby. You still looked amazing, Tracy. <laughs> All right, Delora. Now that we've gotten the fashion out of the way, which I guess we should also say probably honorable mention as a couple, uh, we had Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey who made their couple debut on the Vanity Fair mm-hmm. red carpet, and they were immaculate.
0: They were. They were <laughs> picture perfect. Picture perfect. And I hate to say it. i <laughs> Let's say I'm a hater, but you know, you know our thoughts on Lori. Anyway, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I passed them. I, I I ship them now. I ship them hard. So I don't mind
0: them. I don't mind them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move on to the awards themselves. Let me start off with saying we were pretty damn spot on with our predictions last episode. I think the only yes. category I ended up missing was production design because Doom cleaned up.
0: Sure did, sure up. did.
1: But let's go down our winners list, and I'm going to save best actor in a leading role last for obvious reasons. Okay, all right. So first up, best actress in a supporting role went to the no-brainer Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Best actor in a supporting role went to Troy Kotzer for Coda. Again, no-brainer.
0: We need a moment because the way I cried, I, know. I was crying. I knew it was going to happen, Avi, right? But to see the Academy do the sign language for clapping or celebrating, it just was so beautiful. So beautiful.
1: Two big points for me that made me cry. His The guy who signed for him. Mm-hmm. Cry I was crying so hard on the way yes. to the podium. That was one thing that got me. And then just his speech talking about his father, how his yes. father had become paralyzed. He was the best signer in the family. Girl. And, Girl. Wanting, you know, still admiring him and making his family proud. Like, all of it just touched me. And then you had the the previous supporting actress mm-hmm. winner from last year yes. standing there beaming at him yes holding his trophy for him because at first i was like wait why are you holding a trophy i was like oh so he can sign duh yeah
0: duh. i needed her to get a little bit out of the picture yeah, I'm but afraid. you know,
1: I think she was so caught up in the moment as <laughs> yes, well. You can see her she so was. absorbed. Because yes. remember, she had her moment with Brad Pitt last year. So I'm like, she girl, did. you are having yep. moments every year. <laughs> like, <laughs> living your best life. But yeah, no, both Ariana and Troy had very emotional speeches, very touching speeches. And Troy got me. I mean, Troy had me uh, shedding a couple tears. All right, we're going to move down to best cinematography. Greg Frazier, Doom. Best Animated Feature, Encanto. What do you think about the Encanto performance with the surprise from Meg De Stallion and Becky G? And like, what do you think? Because I heard, I think it was Ana Navarro on The View saying, she's a purist. She yes. wants just the original version. What did you think? Because I know how much you love this film and the soundtrack.
0: We talk about Bruno all the time in this household. And... I was kind of thrown off because I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? But I really did enjoy Meg the Stallion verse. She was like, she referred to Bruno as the new Let It Go, and it just was great. It was it was mad. She did the
1: shout out to Zendaya in the audience, and Zendaya yeah. got so hyped. I was
0: like, if that somebody was, me. was like. <laughs> Somebody on the internet was like, Zendaya was the only one that understood the assignment. Like, yes, let's get hype. We have made these Salian here. Because when I saw her on the red carpet, I'm like, what is she doing here? You know? Um, but I am kind of a purist, but it was, it was a ce- celebratory moment. I love the different colors. Again, oh, I forgot to mention Becky G is another an- honorable mention. Because her She's look gorgeous. was flawless. Okay. So um, many
1: beautiful looks, man. It was hard. Yes. I mean, we've been cooped up. (laughs) I know, but the stylist really like showed up and showed out. I feel like that's how I feel. You know what I mean? Um, I loved it. I love the performance. The only thing that I didn't like was once we did have the kind of superstars take over, the audio was low. They needed to up the audio so we could hear them over the band because they had this gorgeous, full, like, you know, thing going on behind them. And I'm like, hey, I need to hear the words because it seemed like their, their lyrics were a little bit different. So I wanted to catch everything. But otherwise, I really enjoyed it. All right. Let's keep going. Best documentary feature, Summer of Freaking soul quest love is another one that got me in my feelings even though I was distracted at the time I caught most of his speech and it was very touching because again these are moments that culminate in the full breadth of some people's careers and experiences and this project was so important for him and for the culture and for music and we recap this. So if you guys have not listened to the recap and seen this, please do. But it was a moment.
0: It absolutely was a moment. And I have to admit, I it was hard for me to determine if he was caught up emotionally because his father wasn't there or the events that happened prior to his award. Because I know he has... He has skin in the game, but I mean, it, it was a moment of black Hollywood in general, but.
1: Well, he said he didn't catch it because he was meditating. So he didn't, was catch, he? he did not catch the events that had transpired. He had been meditating.
0: Wow. Well, that makes me feel a lot better because, you know, I just, I wanted Love to have his moment and his social media, his stories were amazing because he had it from his perspective, like so the camera wherever he was walking, you walk you know you walked in the theater with him. you saw his Oscar and um the gold party where he djed and everything like that, and it was just very it was it was very unique and the next day when he showed up at Jimmy Fallon to be interviewed and not just work, you know, so proud of him, so oh, proud. Yeah. Of
1: him. And shout out to DJ D Nice for playing DJ duties throughout the ceremony. By the way, look at you, yes. sir! Do your thing. Yes. I love that suit, by the way. Um, best original song, Delora. So I know we were rooting for other people, but called it that it was going to be no time to die. It's-
0: always a bond song it's
1: always a bond song which is almost unfair because then the odds are stacked against you to know that if a bond song is coming up that year yeah, that is always the the favorite song now i love Billie eilish like i thought her rendition was beautiful yeah but beyonce don't just show up to an award show just because that part so why y'all have my my girl kick y'all off and sit in the audience with her whole husband to not win this award, that's all I'm asking. Use her performance, her. her performance gave me chills.
0: Her performance gave me chills. It was really, really good. I will say, you know, it's not my favorite Beyonce song. I just feel like I need more. It just was, it was simplistic in terms of like there wasn't enough build up for me. Uh, like I don't think there's a a bridge. So the, the song structure itself threw me off, but obviously she knows how to give a live performance.
1: It was the visuals. It was as always the black beauty and the black excellence. It was the fact that this was being done in Compton. Like we had already discussed it. It was already
0: rumored to be the case. It's the braids. It's the beads. It's the color of the tennis balls. You had the
1: actresses who played Venus and Serena taking part. I mean, I just loved it. I loved it. I I really did. I had chills. I was like, girl, you always breathe life into me. No, I didn't
0: catch blue. Oh, blue was front
1: and center. I did not catch blue. I was, my eyes were fixated on Beyonce. Like, yeah. (laughs) I was like, if anybody was sitting here watching this with me, they would think something is wrong with me because I am like enamored. Like, I I told y'all, I've been in my B feelings because I just rewatched Homecoming and it just, she is, she is my entertainer of this generation that just is magical to me i don't know how else yes. to put it like she's oh, just a magical every performance is like i don't there's nothing like there, there's nothing else i could ask of you at this point nothing you have served me so well in i your capacity was so as an excited <laughs> to see
0: that she was performing because when was the last time we saw a beyonce performance
1: exactly that's where sort of like it's almost like she came out of retirement for this and y'all still didn't give my girl her oscar Okay. <laughs> congratulations billy and Phineas! though i do y'all enjoy say about y'all to
0: make the next bond song
1: I, it's for real why haven't they asked her too that's another thing maybe they will because it's been rumored that the next bond will be a black woman no spoilers for anybody who has not seen the, the last bond film but it's possible all right best costume design jenny bevan cruella we called cruella. it
0: mm-hmm. her, speech her speech was, was funny very entry yeah it was I funny was she was, a, she was rambling a bit, yes.
1: <laughs> it was funny. Best production design, Doom. Patrice Vermette, set direct decoration. I'm not going to mispronounce this. I think it's Zuzanna Sipos. All right, let's move on. Best actress in a leading role. Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. We called this, she had been kind of, Running up the ranks at the end of award season. So yes. and like you said, if she really damaged her eyes, she now has an Oscar to
0: <laughs> exactly make the
1: experience worthwhile. All right, best director, Jane Campion, the power of the dog. She absolutely learned Sis her lesson.
0: Stayed on script. She did.
1: She learned she learned her lesson. Okay. Best picture. Coda. Again, it was a historical night for many, many reasons, but the Absolutely. beautiful reasons really were so touching to see those folks on stage and for them mm-hmm. to be able to have this moment. And again, called it sleeper, kind of, you know, towards the end of award season. Y'all did y'all thing. Check out that recap. And finally, Delora, best actor in a leading role, Will Smith for King Richard. So just in case. Anyone, again, has not heard about Slapgate. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in the face at the Oscars after Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's hair. And Jada Pinkett Smith has been candid about her struggles with alopecia. Chris managed to keep his composure and the show went on, as has the backlash, reactions, and conversations surrounding it. A new detail reported by multiple outlets as of the day we are recording comes from the Academy, who is still deciding disciplinary action, saying they'd asked Will to the to leave the Dolby Theater after this situation, but he refused. That point has been a big topic of conversation in the subsequent days. Now, Laura, I went back and listened to our last Hot Topics episode, and I said something along the lines of, if Will Smith doesn't win Best Actor it'd be another slap in the face and I'm tired of being slapped. Mm -hmm. Where are these lotto numbers? Because who could have foreseen how those words were indicative of what was to come,
0: girl? Girl, ever since 2016, something has been off with the matrix. That's all I got to say. If you had told me actually on Sunday that Will Smith would be doing something like this, I would have laughed in your face.
1: Give us your reaction to the moment because we both watched this live as well as your thoughts today.
0: I knew this was coming. (laughs) All right, Ashley. I was in complete shock. So here's the deal. When Chris Rock made the joke, I was like, what are you doing? And I saw Will Smith laugh. And I was like, okay, he laughed the same way he laughed at the Regina Hall joke right yeah but then jada's face was intense and we didn't see will look at jada or anything like that the next thing you saw was will walking up on that stage and i thought that slap was staged because i was like that's not real same but when he started yelling and cursing at him i was like oh okay this is real And it was unsettling. I told you, I was shook, shooketh, okay? To the point where I'm like, I can't look at this again. I can't watch replays. I can't even hear the audio right now because my soul is not at peace right now. (laughs) Like I need to calm down. And I think I was wired all evening long, all evening long because the shock came out of, disappointment the shot came out of sadness but then Chris Rock need to watch what he's talking about there was no reason for him to speak about Jada one but two I'm sick of black women being punchlines we had already gone through a whole week of KBJ's confirmation being bullied we know the smiths have been ridiculed since 2020 red table talk mm. so i just say all this to say that slap for me was will smith leveling up because he knew the oscar was coming and saying i am no longer a joke leave my family alone we're done you had your fun we're done what about you ashley yeah
1: yeah I echo so much of what you said. I was not aware of what had happened when I watched. I think actually the first time I may have been looking down when the actual physical slap happened. I remember seeing him walk up on the stage. I remember seeing like something and then cutting in the American aired version. There was there was a pause. There was like a muting. Yes. yes. And so I had to go to really figure out what had happened. I had to watch clips. I looked on social. I had conversations with you and others because I agree. I was like, this has to be a bit. Like, this is Chris Rock and Will Smith, right? Like, these are superstars in their respective fields. And Will Smith, it has this image of being such a nice guy, being so, I wouldn't even say passive. He's not passive. He's like a goofball. You know what I mean? So it was inconceivable to me and these are the Oscars. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was inconceivable that somehow it was real. So once it sank in that it was, I couldn't focus for the rest of the night. You know, I was going down so many rabbit holes on social media. Even when he picked up his best Oscar award, I was still like, how's he gonna handle the speech? I think we both were like, how's he gonna handle this speech? Because we knew he was so highly favored. to pick it up and I was like what's gonna happen is somebody gonna rush the stage like I had no idea and so I couldn't even sleep like out you guys I was up so late on Sunday night (laughs) on social on Twitter I told you to go to bed I I know you did did. and I was like girl I can't like I cannot I was glued I was hooked it was like it was a problem
0: I couldn't I was so heartbroken I couldn't watch everyone's opinion about Will Smith because again I love Will Smith. We were rooting for him. This was his night. We were
1: absolutely rooting for him. Nobody, even his own mother in a subsequent interview has said she he, she's never seen him like this before. So it was it had to even have been a shock to himself that this that he snapped. Cuz that's yes. that's at the end of the day, you know, as pop culture enthusiasts And you've already mentioned it, we witnessed the drama that has surrounded the Smith's personal lives and issues over these past couple of years. And I really do feel like Will snapped. He wasn't smacking Chris just for a joke. He was taking out that anger and frustration for years of feeling like he was the butt of the joke. He was disrespected. He was in some ways emasculated. And it was unfortunate. Was it an overreaction? Yes. And one that he has now expressed regret for, because Mm -hmm. as we know, He issued an apology on Monday via social media. So let me read Will Smith's apology. Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I am embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, will So he issued this apology. I know a lot of people feel like he should have apologized on the stage when he accepted his Oscar. I'm sure so. I'm sure it's easy to say that without being in the moment because a lot of times when you're in the moment you still have those feelings that possibly caused the initial say, issue.
0: He should not have apologized on that stage if he didn't mean it and he obviously would not have meant it. So he didn't. So that was fine.
1: And people also took issue with the fact that he went on and partied afterwards and went to the Vanity Fair party, danced to get jiggy with it. Chris Rock also attended an after party at, at, you know, after the awards and, you know, Diddy has gone on record to say that they made amends afterwards. I have, we still have yet to hear from Chris Rock.
0: Um, Several outlets said that they have not been able to support Diddy's claims, Mm. uh, specifically E! News. So I just want to know what's the deal with Chris Rock's obsession with Jada because they actually worked together on Madagascar. They did all those movies together, right? Will and Chris have worked together. But then in 2016, during the Oscars that he hosted, he had a whole bit ridiculing Jada for boycotting the Oscars for being, quote unquote, so white and not nominating her husband for concussion. You know, he made the bit of, well, how are you boycotting if you weren't invited, right? Right. And I'm just like, have you ever seen a host or a comedian go after a famous person's wife like that? Like, I don't understand, you know, I, I I got the joke, but I don't understand why he had to even say what he said on Sunday in the first place because it wasn't even on the script. It was an ad lib. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I that was very disheartening. Again, I'm sick, I'm sick of black women being the punchline, right? And I'm also annoyed because the same people who are like, oh, my goodness, a slap. Y'all be like Second Amendment any day. <laughs> what I don't condone violence. I don't. But isn't that what America is known for? I might going too deep? I don't mean to go too deep.
1: <laughs> I think you're echoing the sentiments of plenty of people who have given an opinion, especially on the word that a lot of people I keep hearing is trauma and traumatic And I can't speak to what people consider to be their trauma. But I just find it interesting that that seems to be a buzzword that's going around. And so I do
0: understand it. I do understand it. Because for me, it wasn't the slap that disturbed me. It was the yelling and the cursing. Like that really bothered me. And just because I don't like anybody yelling and cursing at me. Right. (laughs) But I just Um, still feel
1: like trauma Again, I can't speak to what causes people trauma, but I feel like there's more so
0: PTSD using
1: it in the same reaction to a same to the same situation that I'm like, so did y'all all have the same shared experience or are people starting to almost um, parrot each other? I guess is is more of what my thought was, because everybody has an opinion and there have been very reactions from celebrities, everybody from Tiffany Haddish. Judd Apatow, who said he could have killed that man, Jim Carrey, who was just disgusted, uh, Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes, as well as Jada, who spoke of a season of healing. The majority, particularly of comedians, seem to take real issue despite Wills Mayakoba. I won't read all of them, but Jimmy Kimmel went on the Bill Simmons podcast and said, was there anyone who didn't like Will Smith an hour ago in the world? Like no one, right? And now he doesn't have a single comedian friend. That's for sure. Tiffany Haddish may dispute that, but I digress. The point is...
0: Martin Lawrence may dispute that.
1: The point is, I cannot say what anybody else's reaction really was to this particular incident. I do... You know, think about Chris Rock. I know we talked majority about Will Smith. I do absolutely think about Chris Rock in this scenario because I am still so curious to hear his thoughts about this situation, about how he's handling it. Because, you know, I know a lot of people are pulling up now clips of him discussing. Um, traumas and abuses he experienced in his childhood, as well as pulling up excerpts from Will's book about possible reasoning behind why he did all this. And I don't want to get into the psychology of these two men, right? Like, I I can't really speak to what their experiences were and how they interpreted this particular event. But I I guess I'll say this, I hope that they're both able to move past this. Like, I hope that Chris didn't feel so embarrassed by this or upset by this that he won't be able to move on. And I hope that Will's legacy is not completely tarnished by his lowest moment that we've seen him in publicly in his career.
0: Yeah, I am going to offer him grace. He has apologized. It's, v- I have no idea what this aftermath is going to look like just because I had no idea Will Smith would do anything remotely like yep. this. Yep. Um, and then when it comes to Chris Rock, i was absolutely impressed with his ability to move forward Mm -hmm. i mean i know he was probably in shock yeah but the fact that he kept the show going that is just i I think i think that former oscar host hat came on at that time and was like okay we got to keep going we kind of get kind of keep going i'm surprised that the the whole show didn't stop. It You w- just should have went to a commercial, I imagined.
1: Right. I think right? it's just his professionalism in general in the face of something like that. Like, he was even still kind of making, like, his his gut reaction was to still kind of make light of it in the moment. Yeah. He was like, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. I think that was the yeah. greatest moment in the history of television, you know what I mean? To still yeah. kind of find... The levity in something that someone just publicly did to you like that, yeah, um, absolutely give kudos to him. But I just want to, I want to give parody to the discussion because I know some of you have made it seem like oh, everybody just wants to kind of talk about the Will Smith side of a, side of it. But what about the Chris Rock side? Yeah. We acknowledge both. We oh, definitely yeah. acknowledge both.
0: Yeah, and I also want Chris to apologize for the joke. I do. So my favorite. And there was a
1: fake apology going or a fake statement going around guys. If you saw it, that was not, that was, you know, decided or mentioned that that was not real.
0: So I hate to say it like this, but my favorite take (laughs) of this debacle on Sunday comes specifically from the theater world, specifically William Shakespeare's Scottish play. So I am looking at town and country. The headline says former theater kids everywhere had the same reaction to Will Smith hitting Chris Rock. I didn't know this, but apparently Shakespeare's Macbeth is said to be cursed. So much so that if you are in a theater, you are not allowed to say the name of the play you have to refer to it as the scottish play or the bards play on sunday chris rock made a comment to denzel saying that he did a great job and literally moments later will smith went on stage and smacked the shit out of him so
1: so that explains it all okay
0: (laughs) no no but like real talk anybody who is of the theater is like Y'all, do y'all realize he said Macbeth in the theater? Okay. And the only way you're allowed to say the name of the Scottish play is if you are in rehearsals or actually performing the play.
1: And that's referring to if it's spoken in a theater. Yes. Okay.
0: Interesting. Yes, that's why I'm saying it now. So Because freely. I'm not in a the theater. <laughs> Correct. Okay but that's the curse that is so
1: fascinating
0: this went back around 1606 the first time uh the play was performed it was riddled with disaster Hmm.
1: so okay
0: well a few final things
1: to mention the ratings for sunday night ceremony did soar 56 percent above last year's number 15.3 million people watched up from 9.8 million From 2021, still the second lowest number in Oscars history, but I I feel like they're building, obviously.
0: And congratulations, Will Packer.
1: Exactly. That was gonna be my next statement. I know a lot of people want to tie this to oh, it's unfortunate and, and embarrassing and not a good look that this is a black man who was producing it and this happened. This could have happened on anybody's watch. As a black person, I'm not accepting that narrative. Will Smith is an individual. This does not represent Black America.
0: It does not. I I I hate that people kept saying this is the blackest Oscars ever. No, it's not. The black people I know don't be acting fool like that.
1: <laughs> but I'm not
0: gonna throw away. I'm not gonna throw them away. I'm gonna stay beside him.
1: So we're recording on Wednesday, as I said, and ticket sales appear to be soaring for Chris Rock's stand-up tour. He's performing tonight in Boston, and again, he's yet to make any public statements following the incident, besides that fake statement that circulated. I really wish I was at this show because. I am so curious to hear what he's going to say in his first public appearance.
0: I'm also super impressed with all the actors and everybody who was in the audience. They just sat there like Lupita like, oh, because <laughs> I think everyone reacted in the same way.
1: Like, it's so funny. I heard recently somebody say that life is nothing like I think it was Andy Warhol. I was watching this documentary about him on Netflix that life is nothing like television and movies because our reactions are not that quick. When you're in the moment, a lot of times it takes you a while to process what is happening. So I think most people were shocked just like all of us who were sitting at home. Like, again, there's, So many people that maybe we could have had the expectation that something like this could have even remotely happened. Will Smith was at the very bottom of that list. As somebody had said recently, nobody has a more well-crafted public image than Will Smith, except maybe a Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise has Scientology. So not even Tom Cruise has the image that Will Smith has had over the course of his career. So, you know, we'll see what happens with this, Laura, again, especially as the Academy weighs in. Do you have any final thoughts?
0: I do. Those women were freaking hilarious. I don't think I laughed that much during an award ceremony in a very long time. The J.K. Simmons and and Timothy uh, comparison was funny. That
1: killed me. <laughs> but then Regina was like, but I still hit though. <laughs> I, I was <laughs>
0: oh my goodness I had so many favorite moments like I just could not I laughed so much and bravo bravo to all the ladies
1: we do have a micro dose Atlanta as we talked about Atlanta returned for its season three premiere after a four-year hiatus and man Donald Glover (laughs) <laughs> really had me going through it in two back to back episodes.
0: I think I misspoke at our last conversation because, yes, I think 2018 was the last. Yeah.
1: It's been yeah. 4 years it's been a long time and man Donald Glover was ready okay first we started with a very creepy intro with a white and black man out fishing at night and references to real life lake Lanier so of course I had to look this up of course there's rumors about and unexplained deaths and all this so y'all had to creep me out cuz y'all know I don't do horror then we head into the episode without any of our core cast instead it's focused on a black boy Laquarius, who was acting up in school and is taken from his house by cps to a foster family headed by two white women they have three other black children living there who seem to tolerate their disgusting food smelly house and lack of washcloths this was also based upon the real life story of the Hart family who killed themselves and their adopted children when one of the moms intentionally drove off a cliff back in 2018. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, there was an alternate ending and got in Donald Glover's tale, as I do not think I could have handled the alternative. So what did you think of episode one?
0: (sighs) Very dark again with the dark humor. If you want to learn more about um, what they call it, water towns, all the towns in America that were purposely flooded that were predominantly black, Amber Ruffin has a wonderful breakdown of that so check that out on YouTube when I was watching it I was like I know he ain't about to reenact that you know that couple and their adopted black kids and then sure enough I told Dave I'm like they're gonna run off the bridge like the story happened like to your point several years ago I mean, I did catch the humor, right? The the humor of where's the washcloths? Oh, we don't have any. Oh, the they don't know how to cook, but everything sounds so legit. Like, we're making kombucha. Oh, the way you eat chicken is so greasy and so unhealthy. But eating raw chicken exactly. is okay. I
1: was like, so was it raw? Because that's what I was thinking the whole time. I said, You're gonna get these kids e. coli.
0: I could not say salmonella. I thought it was disgusting, but um, yeah, it was intense. It was intense. It's just one of those shows that you have to catch the humor, right? They're, it's very smart, quote unquote, but it's like, am I really going to be sitting through sh- episodes like this in the scene? <laughs>
1: no. I was like, Donald Glover is actually trying to traumatize me. He didn't tell me I needed to be sedated to watch this. Like it was too much because these are based on actual things that's when it hits different you know what I mean like I had to then go back and look at the little boy who had these moments wore that same fedora hugged the cop in that viral video body was never recovered in the wreckage of that crash like oh my it was a lot to digest and I was like yo are you trying to really kill me Emotionally tonight, I'm it like, was a lot what's to the motivation? digest.
0: What's the t- intention of this? Yeah.
1: That's when I can use the word traumatized, Laura. Okay. Anyway, the biggest thing for me in the episode was when the mothers were about to kill their children and themselves, and they let the dog go free.
0: Girl,
1: they said, let's let you- Corn Pop go free. He deserves to live his life, he'll be fine. But fuck them kids, though they gonna die with us, speechless, speechless. I caught that too, girl. I want y'all to know this is how many black people feel. <laughs> About the hierarchy you're of gonna life.
0: Tell, you're going to tell our business, Ashley. Yes, because yes, y'all should know.
1: <laughs> Anyone of the non-Black persuasion should understand. This is genuinely how a consensus of us feel about the hierarchy of life, that you would value the life of your dog over the lives of these Black children. That an animal's life is more valuable than a Black child's life. Y'all don't understand how completely 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 upsetting that is to witness because it is such a reality that only we can speak to and experience and understand yeah and we have the history to back it up we're not making this shit up
0: that part anyway (laughs) let's move
1: on to episode two We are back with the squad and they are in Europe. Alfred, a.k.a. Paperboy, is on tour with Earn, still working as his manager. And Darius, I guess, along for the ride because Darius ain't got no job, right?
0: Darius is just always there. He just living his
1: best (laughs) life. He's clearly Paperboy, that is, been doing his thing. And money seems to no longer be an issue, right? He Earn asked for 20 k Paperboy got it and just threw it. You know what I'm saying? He's living his best life. Paperboy was in jail, though, uh, if you can really call it that, after a memorable night with some women in his hotel. Van comes out to Amsterdam, apparently attempting to figure out her life, and goes on a random adventure with Darius after finding the address in the pocket of a coat she purchased, and then the possible assisted suicide of Tupac suits. Y'all are trifling for that, by
0: the way. So, Ashley, you want to know what's funny? I fell asleep on that. You know, we were trying to watch back to back episodes. I fell asleep on it because you know how my life is right now. David finished watching it and I, like, you know, woke up at the end. I was like, "Were they trying to say that was really Tupac?" Yeah.
1: When they like, played Hail Mary, it took me out. It took me out, Dolly. And, and,
0: and David was like, "No, no." <laughs> but I was like, I was yes, when I dozed off. I was like, "They are really trying to say that's Tupac?" And then it was it was like he's character that was like, "I felt that thug vibe." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I feel like Darius survive I feel like Darius is really Lakeith like I feel like this is the closest to Lakeith of any yeah. character he plays like I yeah. legit think this is him but to your point yes they're trying to say that was too popular. I wish you had watched it when it premiered in real time because Twitter Twitter y'all never let me down it was oh, insanity the night that this these shows premiered. Okay,
0: because it's doing a lot. It it's was doing so a
1: lot wild. Like the mind of Donald Glover must be a wild place, and all the writers on the show because I try to not make it seem like it's just him. So, Paperboy refuses to perform due to a bunch of white kids in blackface for the supposed Dutch version of Santa called Center Claus, and Earn almost gets a beat down by the guy who runs the venue. So. We talked a little bit about the whole Tupac situation, but give me your thoughts on episode two. Do you think ha- that urn has COVID and where can I get 300 pieces of fried chicken at 4 a.m.?
0: Okay, so with episode one, we realized that it was actually a dream, right? And then- It
1: was all a dream.
0: Oh, and I was gonna also say to the way the, that couple dealt with their adopted black kids, it was almost like they were accessories or some type of thing to get right and check off some boxes like we have black adopted children like
1: we will never understand these motivations for these people who decided to murder their children
0: (sighs) but yeah it was so good to see the crew they all looked amazing um
1: except for white supremacy i guess that could have ultimately been the goal i'm sorry guys i'm thinking (laughs) as i'm talking like i'm thinking it through like did they make a pact of like we're gonna adopt some black children to kill some black children you know what i mean you know
0: you know Oof. go ahead Laura. like like some get out shit right no for
1: real like legit <laughs> real life yeah legit
0: again with the level of humor that atlanta is giving a, a lot uh, as of late right Paperboy boy in jail being real comfortable <laughs> so
1: comfortable
0: <laughs> like but, but you realize it was a good looking jail right he was wearing good looking. The like his yeah, his uniform, his
1: his scrubs, whatever his it is you call it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he got to I take mean, a nap. He got a good he, meal. He he meal. He stayed for the meal. He stayed for the meal. The Lord, he could have been released. He stayed for the meal. His guard, they was chopping it up. Like I was like, is this what Rihanna's boo went through when yeah, he went to prison? Is this what he went through? This is the prison he went
0: to? They got IKEA furniture up in that. They
1: give him meatballs. They give the Swedish meatballs.
0: With the potatoes, <laughs> not the powder stuff. Um, I did like the storyline that they were going with Zizi's, You know, you realize that she's at a crossroads ro- in her life and she's like down for an adventure, but who would have figured out where she would in <laughs> on this spontaneous trip because the screen. I'm not going to lie, I laughed at that part because I was like, this is ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. I'm laughing so hard because y'all don't understand. When you have the death doula
1: talk about how peaceful this moment is about to be. And like, I'm I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm like, yeah, bro, this is about to be so peaceful. And then as soon as she clicked the
0: button, I was like, what's happening? And then it sounds like an awful sound. That was not a peaceful sound. And, 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 And then it was like, whoosh. <laughs> All the screams, and they and just stayed was there. It was chopped off. I'll be honest, was, <laughs> but I everyone stayed there a little bit.
1: Everyone
0: stood there.
1: But did he know it was coming? Like, did he sign up for this form of I death? Really, this ain't peaceful. Is that Doctor Kavorkian? You know, no, did he exactly. Dr. at least use the Exactly, Doctor Kavorkian at least sedated you. Like, did he know this was how she was going to kill him with saran wrap? <laughs>
0: Because suffocating is no way to go. No, uh, no, thank painful.
1: You. It's supposed to be extremely painful, but man, I'm sorry that it was hilarious, though, especially like Van's face. She was like, oh. like nobody knew how to react. Because <laughs> she nobody didn't know
0: what to, she knew what to do. She didn't know what to do.
1: Because she went over thinking, oh, I'm about to have this moment because the dev doula had been like kind of giving her some words of encouragement, you know, prior I tell you what death duels. I would love to get a reaction for a real life death doula to be like that was played we do not do that like we do not do assisted suicides over here
0: the screams it was the screams for me that I'm like yo this is the completely opposite of everything to your point oh my gosh but no, I
1: am really curious, though, if Ern has COVID because it feels like that's what we're building up to. Like there has to be maybe some remnants of like what was going on in real life. And then I- I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Van. There's some speculating that Van and Darius are going to get together this season. And I'm not for that. I don't no. want the intermixing between friends. I mean, don't that's his baby that. mama. Like there's a whole kid. Like, I don't want to see that. No, I don't want to see it. And back to episode one real quick. What did you think of Aquarius's mother essentially handing his ass over to CPS? She's like, get him out of here before I kill him.
0: I thought she was just going to call his bluff, but that obviously did not happen. But Hicked
1: his whole ass out the house.
0: She was tired, though. She was tired of his behavior. But to be honest, I didn't think his behavior was that bad.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was like that's harsh like I was almost thinking like this is why he behaves the way he behaves because it seems like his home life is not necessarily great but that wasn't the message I don't think they were trying to send you know what I mean I think the message supposed to be more so don't be out here shucking and jiving for these white folks because look what happened
0: um, and CPS was called because he was slapped by what his grandfather or something
1: yes when they came to the school yeah, yeah. remember the mom was like, "They gonna kill you." Remember that was what she was yeah. saying, "They gonna kill you if you're dancing with them. They gonna kill you." So it's supposed to be a little more of a scary, like this is what could happen, type of vibe. But yeah. you know, overall, these first two episodes were completely unexpected,
0: and um, like we mentioned previously, they stand alone pretty well.
1: Yeah, it was an emotional roller coaster, and now I know I need to have so a drink in my hand for these next couple. Cause I don't know what to expect. So tequila yeah. or whiskey, you just let me know, Donald, you just let me know any final thoughts before we wrap this micro
0: dose. He's trying to get his Emmy. That's all.
1: I mean, final two seasons. Oh, I do want to make a mention to uh, Malia Obama and the fact that she's going to be working with him on his next project. high for Amazon. Mm-hmm. I didn't know She had been trying her hand in the entertainment world. I oh, read yeah. that she had been working on some other projects too. I was like, where have I been?
0: girl yeah that was always major news i'm excited for her that um amazon project though you know phoebe was on there originally and she dropped out
1: phoebe from fleabag
0: Fleabag, mm -hmm.
1: i think i did hear about that actually they had like creative differences
0: yep
1: as was reported And to me, that would make sense because they probably have two totally different approaches and styles and personalities, possibly for like the creative process. I Mm -hmm. can see
0: that. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, Delora, that's it, sis. That's it for headlines, hot topics and the micro dose. We have to wait and see what's going to happen with Slapgate. I feel like it's going to continue on for a while. And I will say this, Mm -hmm. as crazy as it is, and it's not to diminish it. That was some crazy fucking television like girl in the history of television that was some crazy fucking television
0: (laughs) again it's gonna overshadow his oscar win which he deserved and i felt like people clapping for him clapped for his
1: 30 years of
0: work i agree he had an awful awful moment but i just i just refused to let let him go after something like this because it's so out of character his own mama said it was out of character i mean we have all
1: these inspirational quotes out here to talk about we're not the sum of the worst things we've ever done and all of that where is that in moments like this yeah And hollywood y'all are so dramatic like some of these statements again that's why i'm like i feel like some people are just parroting each other like Ooh. the lady who tweeted the thing about imagine if he had slapped betty white and we she had all in and cracked her head and all this. Like, much. Y'all, have much. Chill. y'all have got to feel. Y'all got, if y'all have never seen somebody get slapped, I don't know where y'all grew up. Like, I really don't. So, you know, I feel like this is something we're going to be talking about for years to come, though. Like, where were you when? But again, I hope these two amazingly accomplished black men are able to move on from this moment.
0: Absolutely.
1: And that's Absolutely. all I got, sis. What are we recapping for the peoples next week?
0: Sorry, you guys, is not Bridgerton yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it is going to be a lot of fun. We are recapping Turning Red. Disney yes. Pixar film came out this year. A lot of fun. Check it out.
1: Loved this movie, Dolores. I'm so glad you're recapping it, girl. We'll <laughs> see you guys next time.
0: Bye.